Welcome to Inspiring Stories from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about Harriet Beecher Stowe. Harriet Beecher Stowe found it difficult to listen to the message on that cold, clear February morning in 1852. It wasn't that she disliked sermons. She had heard enough good ones in her life. Those of her illustrious father, as well as those of her eight brothers, all ministers. This morning, though, it was as if every sermon she had ever listened to rushed together in a mighty pounding chorus, rousing her to action. Harriet felt physically and emotionally burdened by slavery. Worse, she couldn't figure out what to do to make things better, an impulse drilled in her by her father, Lyman Beecher. His dictum was, if you see a wrong, write it. But how? Harriet wasn't a pastor like her brothers. She had no pulpit from which to forward the cause of emancipation, nor as a woman could she make public speeches. On that frosty February Sunday, however, she found another way to speak against slavery. As the minister preached, Harriet suddenly felt herself caught up in a fantastic daydream. She pictured a vivid scene. A male slave was being brutally beaten to death by his master and two fiendish assistants. Harriet could see their faces, the slaves frozen in pain, terror, and helpless abasement, the masters and his henchmen's fiery furnaces of hatred. The slave took on the appearance of her friend Josiah Henson, a former slave who had fled the South and become a pastor. He was a gentle man who harbored no bitterness toward his oppressors, only Christian love and forgiveness and a concern for his former master's eternal soul. After the service ended, Harriet rushed home and quickly took off her overcoat. She sat at her desk while her family ate dinner in another room and hastily began writing down everything she had seen in her mind's eye. She later said it was as if the story had written itself. The middle-aged woman quickly filled several pages, Then she ran out of paper. Spotting some ordinary brown wrapping paper, Harriet hastily grabbed it and kept writing so the creative streak would not be broken. Her characters, a godly slave whom she called Uncle Tom, and a heathen slave owner named Simon Legree, sprang to life on the handwritten pages. Little did she know, her scribblings, first organized as a magazine serial, eventually would become America's first protest novel. When Uncle Tom's Cabin was released, Harriet Beecher Stowe prayed that it would bring peace between the North and South. Instead, it helped ignite a national conflagration that ended in the cinders of the Civil War. When President Abraham Lincoln met her in 1862, he is reported to have said, So, this is the little lady who made this big war. Harriet Elizabeth Beecher 
was born in Litchfield, Connecticut in 1811, the daughter of Lyman and Roxana Foote Beecher. A zealot for saving souls as well as society, Beecher was one of the 19th century's most celebrated ministers of what became known as the social gospel. Harriet's mother was well-suited to his passion for social change. Before their marriage, she had worked in a spinning mill in her native Connecticut. This was a new social experiment for young middle-class women. The mills roomed and boarded the young women, teaching them not only working skills, but how to behave in polite society. Beecher's goal for each of his sons was that they become ministers. He wanted them to spread the gospel throughout the country, a dream that came true. He hoped his daughters would marry like-minded zealots and be proper wives and mothers. In 1832, Lyman founded Lane Theological Seminary in Cincinnati, with the goal of training ministers who would convert the West to Christianity. Most of his sizable family went with him. At 22, Harriet hoped to escape what was for her a grind of teaching in her sister's school. Unfortunately, Catherine Beecher started a new school in Ohio and called upon Harriet's talents again. Still, there were changes for the highly strung Harriet in Cincinnati, she saw firsthand the effects of slavery on people's lives. While Ohio was a free state, legalized slavery existed in neighboring Kentucky. One day, Harriet visited the Reverend John Rankin, a neighboring minister who lived in Ripley along the Ohio River. She asked him why he kept a lantern lit in one of his windows, and the minister explained that it was a signal for runaway slaves crossing over from Kentucky. It meant he was part of the Underground Railroad, a network of people who provided refuge for blacks on their journey northward to emancipation. Rankin went on to tell a vivid story about a black woman who had come to the house early one morning after stumbling across ice flows on the Ohio River with her baby in her arms. The tale captivated Harriet so much, it became her most unforgettable scene from Uncle Tom's cabin. After Harriet married seminary professor Calvin E. Stowe and set up her own home, she discovered a young black girl she had hired to work in the house was actually a runaway slave. When the girl's master came looking for her, Harriet smuggled the girl to a farm on the Underground Railroad. These incidents provided the backdrop for much of Harriet's writing. About the same time, she and Calvin faced tremendous financial pressure. Lane Theological Seminary was barely limping along, and at one point, the professors couldn't even draw their salaries. Harriet decided to supplement the family's income by writing both fiction and nonfiction for various magazines. Successful in that endeavor, Harriet published her first collection of stories in 1843. Seven years later, the Stowes moved to New England when Calvin accepted a faculty position in Maine. 
Harriet welcomed the switch, feeling much more at home in New England than she had in Ohio. Over the next two years, she went to work for the National Era magazine, writing a dramatic serial that left its readers spellbound. This was the story she first conceived in church on that cold February day. And this time, she wasn't just writing to keep the family's finances afloat. Rather, Harriet's story about slave life was meant to rally Americans around the cause of emancipation. The petite woman's pen proved every bit as eloquent and biting as her brother's sermons. Harriet interviewed abolitionists, read much of their literature, and drew from her own experiences in Ohio to write her stories. Before long, the magazine's editor encouraged her to turn them into a novel, a possibility she had been entertaining herself. In 1852, Uncle Tom's Cabin, or Life Among the Lowly, hit America's bookstores. The novel became a national sensation, selling 300,000 copies in its first year. Just as Thomas Paine's common sense had moved the colonies toward independence on the eve of the American Revolution, Uncle Tom's Cabin solidified the North's position against slavery in the years leading to the Civil War. Southern critics panned the novel denouncing its author as coarse and revolting. One Southern man went as far as to send her a slave's ear in grisly protest. Many offered reasons why her account of slave life couldn't be true. Another point of controversy was Harriet's portrayal of slaves as human beings who were in most ways just like whites. Many Americans, even among enlightened Northerners, thought blacks were less than human and definitely inferior to whites. The following year, Harriet traveled to England, where the literary set embraced her enthusiastically. She also wrote A Key to Uncle Tom's Cabin, an apologetic book in which she supported the particulars of slave life as she had presented them in her blockbuster novel. Besides her other books, Harriet became a regular contributor to the Atlantic Monthly magazine and wrote several children's works and Christian tracts. In November 1862, with the nation at war with itself, Harriet Beecher Stowe met President Lincoln at the White House. Her purpose was to urge him to sign an emancipation decree for the slaves, Two months later, Harriet and some family members attended a Boston Music Hall performance to celebrate the signing of Lincoln's decree. A man came onto the stage at one point announcing joyfully, President Lincoln has just signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Cheers, stomping and clapping exploded throughout the auditorium, producing a deafening din. Some people jumped onto their chairs and roared approval. Then, someone remembered Harriet Beecher Stowe was present and began shouting, Mrs. Stowe! The crowd quickly caught on, taking up the chant, Mrs. Stowe! Mrs. Stowe! Mrs. Stowe! At last, she stood before them on a balcony of the music hall, leaning over the railing, waving and smiling. 
Harriet's dream of emancipation, as envisioned in the preface to Uncle Tom's Cabin, had begun to come true. She had written, It is a comfort to hope, as so many of the world's sorrows and wrongs have from age to age been lived down, so a time shall come when sketches similar to these shall be valuable only as memorials of what has long ceased to be. Another and better day is dawning. Every influence of literature, of poetry, and of art in our times is becoming more and more in unison with the great master chord of Christianity, goodwill to man. Thank you for joining me for Inspiring Stories from American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.